presented by our merchant. Hey, good morning, playbookers. I'm Rogan Winovol, and it's Tuesday. In today's show, a partial note flies in over Ukraine and Biden's bump in the polls. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. More than two dozen foreign policy heavyweights have signed an open letter to the Biden administration calling for a limited no-fly zone over Ukraine. The push runs squarely against conventional wisdom in Washington, but their missive will no doubt stir the conversation. As you've probably heard by now, a no-fly zone over Ukraine has been ruled out by Biden and a wide cross-section of foreign policy leaders. Senator Marco Rubio succinctly described the idea as leading to World War III to set up a no-fly zone. NATO, in essence American pilots, would first have to destroy Russian air defenses. To enforce a no-fly zone, we would have to shoot down Russian planes that violate it. Putin warned on Saturday that Russia would view any nation declaring a no-fly zone as, quote, participants of the military conflict. It's one of the few things that President Joe Biden and Putin seem to agree on, that a no-fly zone would start a war between NATO and Russia. But in this new letter, these signatories are calling for something a little different. Quote, a limited no-fly zone over Ukraine, starting with protection for humanitarian corridors that were agreed upon in talks between Russia and Ukrainian officials last Thursday. NATO leaders should convey to Russian officials that they do not seek direct confrontation with Russian forces, but they must also make clear that they will not countenance Russian attacks on civilian areas. Areas. For what it's worth, Putin has a history of violating agreements creating humanitarian corridors, and experts say something like this could still put NATO countries in the risky situation of having to shoot down Russian warplanes. A new Politico morning console poll shows that Biden is enjoying at least a slight Ukraine bump. The uptick, first documented by an NPR PBS merit survey released last Friday, appears to be real though how long it lasts is anyone's guess. Republicans have tried for days to ding Biden on Ukraine, but today we're seeing more evidence that these hits aren't landing. The new poll with the morning consult shows that Biden's overall approval rating, as well as the share of voters supportive of his handling of the Ukraine situation, have jumped four points to 45 and 46 percent respectively. His disapproval on both counts have dropped by five points and three points. On the Ukraine question in particular, the change is particularly notable among independents, whose approval of Biden's handling of the conflict rose by more than five percentage points the past week, and Republicans whose support grew by two points over that same period. Here's a question though, fluke or trend? The numbers are in line with other polls documenting an uptick for Biden since his State of the Union address. Last Friday, the NPR PBS Marist poll found that his overall job approval rating had jumped eight points to 47%. Also that a majority of Americans, 52%, approve of how Biden is handling the situation in Ukraine, up from 34% last week, that's 18 points. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. President Joe Biden will receive the president's daily brief. At 11.15, Biden will depart the White House to head to Fort Worth, Texas, where he's scheduled to arrive at 2.45. At 3.30, Biden and VA Secretary Dennis McDonough will speak with VA healthcare providers. Afterward, they'll deliver remarks on healthcare. At 6.25, the president will depart Fort Worth to head back to the White House, where he's scheduled to arrive at 9.20. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will gaggle aboard Air Force One on the way to Fort Worth. The Senate is in today. The House will meet at 10 a.m. New York City Mayor Eric Adams and Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner will be among those testifying about public safety before a Judiciary Subcommittee at 10 a.m. 
One last thing before we get out of here, if you missed it over the weekend, today's Playbook Written Edition has an update of the ongoing feud between new Washington Post reporter Taylor Lorenz versus her former colleagues at the New York Times versus her current colleagues at the Washington Post versus Twitter writ large. It's simultaneously as dumb and as entertaining as it sounds. We need real hobbies in this city. All right, for more news on what's breaking in DC right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Munaval and have a good Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Emerging threats never stop, and neither does Emergent. As a leader in bringing light-protecting products to market, Emergent helps protect people from things we hope will never happen. So we are prepared just in case they ever do. For more than two decades, they've developed, manufactured, and delivered protections against critical health threats, from fighting cholera and smallpox to counteracting opioid overdoses. Go deeper at www.emergentbiosolutions.com.